What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of Snapback Chat, I am honored to talk to C.J. Mosley, linebacker. I'm just going to say Baltimore Ravens, but I guess he now plays for the New York Jets. C.J., what's going on, man? What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> doing pretty well. I'm holed up here back in Baltimore. Where are you staying at during these times? Uh, I am currently in New Jersey right now. Locker down at the house. Nice. Okay. Not too bad. Um, so let's just hop right into it. So you were drafted by the Ravens. You played for the Ravens. The number one thing as a Ravens fan that I always wondered about was we had Ray Lewis, potentially the greatest linebacker of all time, and then you were coming in to essentially fill that void. What was that experience like as a rookie and growing into that role as the quarterback of our defense? Um, well, the easiest way for me to to not let that get into my head was the knowledge that I'll never be as great as Ray Lewis. Like his shoes, <laughs> just some things you just can't see. You know, the way he was a leader off the field, on the field. You know, there's no point to try to put that much more expectations on you going into you no know, regular defense than the top pick. So for me, um, my goal, my mindset was to do what got me to this position. You know, play my type of football, my style, be the leader the way that I know I can lead. And, you know, and the rest and the rest will come. And uh, lucky for me, I had a you know great. Great five-year run there. You know, I learned a lot of things through coaches, through um, future Hall of Famers that I played with, you know, guys that are retired now. And I built a lot of great relationships there in Baltimore. Absolutely. Well, as a fan, you did pretty much as well as we could have asked for. But I love your point of, like, just setting the expectations right. How, how do you think the Ravens organization, they're well-known around the league for being a, a pretty strong culture. How do you think that helped with you? And then – what do you think of that just in general as it compares to now you're at the Jets? Um, when you come in as a rookie or you come in from a different team or in some cases some guys come back after they left the Ravens, just, it was always a great structure to be around as far as just building up your character, as far as building up your work ethic, um, as far as you know, preparing you each day and each week you know, to go to battle against different teams. So I think in that aspect, you know, they do a great job from top to bottom of um, getting their guys prepared uh, to to go to work and get ready to play. Absolutely. During your time with us, you had two playoff appear or three playoff appearances over the course of two years. We got the win in Pittsburgh in your rookie season. Then your last season was the unfortunate loss to the Chargers. What's it like playing in a playoff game and being the leader on a defense? Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, and it's hard to tell to tell the young guys, especially having been there, like how hard it is to get in the playoffs. You know, um, before I got there, you know, the Ravens was in the playoffs so like every single year. You know, mm-hmm. after that 14 season, we went, you know, three years in a row of almost making it. And once you like go through that grind and see like how hard it is, and you feel like, man, these these 16 games, all you playing so many, but it's crazy how it always come down to you know that last game or that game that you probably should have won that you let slip away in the middle of the season. I'll just come back to bite you in the butt later on. So um, each game is so so important, and you know you try to like preach that to the younger guys or people that haven't been in the playoffs. Like, but when you when you make it and when you get in that game, that atmosphere was just home away. It was a, it's an excited feeling, and it goes by so fast. Like, even in the Chargers game, though, I think we started off the worst the worst way we could have. You know, had like three yeah. or three fumbles or something on offense, and you know, they they had some big plays going there, but. You know, by the by the time the fourth quarter came and it felt like the game was over, we was you know we was making a comeback and it just it just went by so fast. So you just gotta appreciate appreciate that time when you, you have a chance to make the playoffs and go for that go for that run to try to get your Super Bowl. 
Well, you mentioned that it's about that last game or that last, you know, that game that slipped away. But it really, in that 2018 season, came down to one play and one play only. And I wish I could show you the video. It's of my family of like 10 of us. And we're all just losing our minds as the Browns are moving the ball down the field. And then someone makes a big play on fourth and 10. Talk about that moment, which was, I can only imagine as a defensive player, it's the the game, the season, the entire season is on the line, and you come up just with an, a massive interception to seal the deal. What'd you see on that play, and is that just like hard work? Is it film? How's that moment all come to one? Yeah, um, it was it was a crazy drive. You know, we you know every time we come back out, the defense come out. You know, I right, just like do your job. You got this, taking one play at a time, and you know Jarvis made those two crazy catches. Um, Rashad mm-hmm. Perryman, he made that crazy catch on the sideline. So, you know, you always going to be possible back of your head like, damn, this three is in a <laughs> row. We're about to go down to the last drive. Yeah. So, you know, we get the, we get the stop, you know, first, second, and third down. And, you know, we call our, our, our best that we always call on fourth down. And um, <clears throat> credit to, to everybody on defense, you know, start with the secondary, playing zero coverage, locking up their man. Uh, with the D-line, the linebackers, everybody blessing. You know, Judon went off the edge. And I think – I think it was Darius maybe that got back there too to make him throw the ball quick. And um and as far as the linebackers wants to be pressured, you know, if the line slide slide um slide to you, you know, you wanna pop out and, you know, try to de- deflect or get the hot route and, and luckily I'm just in the right place at the right time for it. And I and I was so pumped, man. I was definitely trying to run that ball back. That, yeah, you know, I was, I was about to say, like, I'll take that to the end zone for sure. Yeah, was, were the coaches giving you crap? Like, CJ, our season's um, on the line. Go down, you idiot. Nah. Well, yeah. After you no, know, we watched film. You know that that Tuesday, you know, Coach Swing was like, "Yeah, you want to get down on that play." But I mean, that was, there was so much emotions, and it's just crazy that I caught that ball. You know, just putting more, more icing on the cake to. To get take that to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and then, so we go to the playoff game, like you said, a furious comeback, just pretty much feels like we ran out of time. But what is, so after the Ravens lost this past uh, playoff game against the Titans, you obviously weren't there, but I'm sure you were very well aware of it. But Marlon made a comment about how right now the Ravens are chokers in the playoffs. And there's also a narrative about Lamar being a choker in the playoffs. You were inside that locker room during the 2018 season. I'm sure you're still friendly with a bunch of those guys. What do you think is the word on Lamar? Like, is he actually choking when it comes to these situations? Is it just bad execution? What do you think happened over the past two years in the playoffs? I mean, every, every year is different. It's not the same. Like, with us last year, if I, if we had the offense that the Ravens had this year, it would be a whole different story. You know, we mm-hmm. it was a new offense. Everybody was getting to know each other off one year. Um, you know, Lamar came in mid, well, I guess mid-season, or however many mm-hmm. games it was. You know, he did a great job. You know, made some big plays to uh, help us win some games. And um, like I said, man, just we had ball didn't go our way the first few possessions. So, and you think about this year, you know, when, uh, <clears throat> when uh, running back went down, you know, that was a big part of, you know, the play action and, you know, Lamar getting space and hitting the tight ends. And when Ingram went down, you know, he couldn't perform how he wanted to. So it's always, like, different. There's always different variables that goes into, you know, each each game each year. So you just can't pinpoint one person or one thing when you lose a playoff game. You know, it's always a team effort. Totally. So after the 2018 season, you obviously made the decision to go to New York. Was it difficult to make that decision? How did you come about in picking the New York Jets as your new team? 
Um, yeah, it was difficult, and it was it was different because you know I haven't been in that position pretty much since since I was coming out of high school, uh, picking the college, finish my college, mm-hmm. um, my college school. So I kind of, it kind of felt like that again. You know, you're just waiting to you know see what people said and see what opportunities opened up. <clears throat> and obviously, I know I wanted to stay with Baltimore. I mean, I, I was there for five years. You know, built a great relationship with my my teammates, coaches, and especially with my friends um, off the field. Um, it was, you know, it was just, just up and leaving, you know, after five years of that, that's always hard. But um, at the end of the day, man, besides uh, the cliche saying, I guess it's business, you, know, you always want to think about, you know, um, the longevity of your NFL career. You want to think about your family and, you know, supporting them once you're done with football because I got, hopefully I got a lot of life left, you know, after I'm done with, with my football career. So that was also played a big factor, you know, in me leaving as well. Totally. So one thing that stood out to me on your Instagram was you posted a clip of the one time you got to see Kobe play in person. Uh, talk about, like, what did Kobe mean to you? How did he kind of affect your mentality, your mindset, when you were actually going to play in a game yourself? And were you always a big Kobe fan? Yeah, so for our generation, you know, that's he was like, I'm Michael Jordan. You know, I remember right. watching watching MJ maybe once or twice, like 96, 97, but not really, like, realizing what kind of player he was just like oh that's Michael Jordan just watching but you know we actually grew up uh, seeing Kobe just you know become who could become the person that he was on and off the field so you know just you know his cold mentality his mindset obviously what he did on the court but um no it was it was cool seeing him you know become become the father that he was the past three four years after he retired all the things he was doing off the court uh with his brand and you know mentorship with players you know, it was just it was just fun to see y'all. And you know, I was watching the video the other day on Instagram, and he was just talking. You know, you know, somebody gone, and you and you realize like how much he meant to the whole world and all the wisdom that he had, and you know, had more stuff coming in his future. You know, you just you know miss his voice and just miss the miss the things that he, he the little things that he did that you that you took for granted when he was around. Totally, uh, CJ. I'm curious. So obviously, big football player, big football star. What do you like to do off the field? Like, where are – I mean, you can't play right now. I assume you're still training a little. But outside of that, where do you go for kind of clearing your head? Uh, I am either – I'm either going to visit my friends or I'm in the house it's on, the, on video games, cartoons, and movies. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's social distance things. It's not not too unfamiliar for me. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what video games are you rocking with right now? Um, actually, we just got off FIFA to take the call. So, we uh, went from Division 4 and now we're Division 3. You know, we got two wins on our pro club. So, we, we're trying to push up Division 1. Now, I'm on Fortnite with my friends here and there. But mainly it's on FIFA and 2K. Who who wins when you play FIFA against each other? So, so we have so we, we do pro clubs. So, you pretty much um, create your player and you, like, build yeah. them up. And you um uh, you make a team and you play against people online. So that's that's but what you we never do. That's you never do, like right? just play Brandon in a in a match. Uh, we used to we used to we used to used to get real real heated real heated. And <laughs> now you um, have to be same team where it's he's a, or he's a great player now. You know, he started off he started off like shaking a lot of goals, but he's a he's a top <laughs> contender. He's a top contender what? now. I'm proud of him. <laughs> what position is your guy? Uh, striker. Okay, of course. I played striker. It's uh, it's yeah. the it's the glory position. It's the position to be in. It is. You got to build a path though. You gotta you gotta make you know you make like five six players. So I know how a striker. Got a wing guy. So I mean, I like to be a facilitator. Facilitator as well. It's all about being a team guy. 
<laughs> I love that. Well, congrats on uh, being elevated in your pro club, and thank you for coming on Snapback Chat. We really appreciate it, and best of luck to you next season with the Jets, and also best of luck to you just getting through these next couple months while we see it all out. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, CJ.